Hey guys, Lance Erline here. We're Houston. We're the city of champions. How about I give you another champion? If you suffered an injury in an accident and would like a free case review, call the super team at Daspit Law Firm. They're champions. Free consultations are available 24-7. Dial 713-CALL-NOW. That's 713-CALL-NOW and DaspitLaw.com. ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Brought to you by Zadok Jewelers, KFNC and KFNC HD2, Mont Bellevue, Houston. Littlefinger Lance Zerline told him both Paul and Mike and Josh were the ones who left the trash in the studio. When we all know that Lance is the biggest slob at the epic station. Lance called Joel the villain of this station. True villains of this station? It's Lance, who we all once heard say he loved gaslighting everybody at the station. Paul called Lance the little finger of 97.5. It is flattering. You feeling such dread at the prospect of me getting what I want. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's John and Lance. The game show that was taking over the nation. Thank you for those compliments, guys. I take them as compliments. What's Josh's issue with you? I didn't even hear Michael Connor say anything. Yeah, before. Michael caught a stray earlier. Yeah, you went after Michael. I don't remember him saying a word. I thought it was the whole show. Well, now you'll now he'll give it to you when he comes on today. What's Josh's beef with you? Uh, I don't know. He said that I said that I like gaslighting people. I don't like gaslighting people. I do like to try to trick people. That's uh-huh. totally different. Okay, sure. Totally different. I like to. I don't like like to make. People think it, things are their fault. I do like to trick people. Do you like, like that Do you like to get a text message from one of those people after the show no. asking you what your problem is? No. Then maybe you should knock it off. No, it's fine. It's fine. I um, I'm just here. To, and by the way, we didn't say Joel was the villain. We said he looked villainy. He had a villainy look. Well, I did in his say he, I did say he would be John's henchman. I did say that. Yes, you did. And I said John was the villain. That's true. And then we had a great role for Bill O'Brien. And then we got a Cabo Cub update where some unfortunate things were said. And I'll just have to stand on business with what I said about that. So hopefully John was the Jalen yeah. Green yesterday. <laughs> Eight oh one. You said some flagrant things. Well, we, I think we all did. Yeah, I think I'd, I yeah, mean, don't act like you didn't say I, was, I said some. Well, Sean didn't. Sean found no. a way to come out unscathed. It's best that you not get in because John will start to if somebody takes a shot at him, he knows that it's it's literally mutually assured destruction on this show. But if you're outside the realm of his show, you don't want to come after him because he will don't even joke around and say something because he'll come after you quick. He will. Suggest, he did that with the wheelhouse one time. Yeah, he suggested he'd have sex with one of their moms, I think. Yeah, <laughs> way Way out of line, in my opinion. All because they suggested he was overpaid and maybe he should give up his paycheck. He didn't appreciate that. And then he goes, well, maybe I'll do something with your mom, which is, I guess you respond that way. I know. That's a little That's a little much. Um, so your boy LeBron Stop made calling history him my boy. yesterday. 20, he's the first player ever to be named as a 20-time NBA All-Star. 20-time NBA All-Star. James passed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for most all-star nods and was joined in the West starting five by Jokic, Durant, Luka, and Shea Gilgis-Alexander. The big news A lot is, of people thought James shouldn't be the starter. Like, in real life, in the real world, he shouldn't be the starter. The big news is that Steph isn't a starter this year, which is which is breaks a streak as well. Mm-hmm. 
well, and he doesn't deserve it. That team no. stinks. I don't know if that LeBron does either, but he's one of those guys. He's reached Shake Hilton's Alexander's, man. Yeah, but LeBron's reached a status where he's always going to be there until he decides he doesn't want to play anymore. He's uh, he's a made man. He's stamped. Yeah. He'll, he'll, get, e- he'll get that spot. The East had Giannis, uh, Joel Embiid, Jason Tatum, Tyrese Halliburton, and Dame Lillard. How's Dame played over there? Dame, he's been fine. He. Dame has never started an all-star game because he's been in the West behind those other guys. Now he now he will get a chance to start in the East. I mean, we know the Bucks' second best record in the in the East fired their coach, and Dame's been a part of the reason they've been good, just not up to their standards. So that's why Adrian Griffin had to go. Did did the Bucks make a mistake by bringing in Damian Lillard and getting rid of Drew Holiday, who that helped give the- them their defensive and Budenholzer? I mean, maybe he just had to go. Obviously, the Griffin firing was was the players are already celebrating when he was gone. Like that was bad behind the scenes between the players and the uh, between the players and the head coach Adrian Griffin. So he's out after forty three games where they were thirty and thirteen. Uh, they're terrible on defense now, where that used to be their strength. Was their off season Boonholzer out and Drew Holiday gone? Was that is that a mistake, or would they have been okay if Adrian Griffin had stuck around? With Drew Holiday on the team and not had Dame Lillard, their team built their team whose goal is to win a title. So we're not going to know if it was a mistake or not until the playoffs. Like great record, bad defense. They hope to get it, get it better with Doc Rivers. I've, we talked about the, the irony of hiring a guy who consistently doesn't get past the second round as your savior for the season. We'll see how it goes, but this none of that will be figured out until they're either in a deep playoff run. Or knocked out in the playoffs. That's what that's what they're built for. The regular season is for them for them is fine tuning, and they didn't think they're getting to a point where they thought they could compete for a title because of their issues with Agent Griffin. The team had just tuned him out, I guess. So we'll we'll figure that out come June if they get that far. We're talking about the NBA, so Gio, we see you on talk about the Mavericks, which kind of brought this to my right. the forefront of my brain. We didn't Luka, get to it yesterday. Luca had an interesting week. He he allegedly threw well, out. You want to see if Giovanni wanted to bring that up? You may be well, ruining we wanna, this call. We want to play the sound. We want to play the thunder. We want to play the sound so people okay. know what he's referencing. Uh, in in a post game presser, Luca had a back and forth with ESPN reporter Tim McMahon. If you missed the incident, if you want to call it that, during the middle of a game against the Suns, which Luca has beef with because of because of a, a past playoff series, he had a Suns fan who was wearing a Devin Booker jersey, Luca's uh, arch enemy. Allegedly thrown out of the game. Lucas says he didn't, but the fan was cursing at him. There's some there's some back and forth about whether the fan left on his own accord, but he was approached by. Did you security. see the video where he points? Yes. He points to him and he yes. does out. He's lying. Lucas lying. Well, the reporting later said the fan left on his own, but the only reason the fan even thought about leaving is because Luca t- had security go talk to him. Right. Um, and Luca even admitted, at least initially, that yeah, I mean, he had been cursing at me throughout the game. I had had enough, and then I don't like kicking out fans, but I. Frustration built, and I had had enough. This is Luca in his back and forth with ESPN reporter Tim McMahon. When you said about the fan, you know, that was not a true all. That was not the only thing he said. Uh, but I knew you would be the first one to, to point out something like that. Cause I'm not going to say what he said, but I knew you were going to be the first one to put out something like that. So I just saw it, man. It's just funny. You always seem to be the first one to put some bad stuff about me. First of all, 99% of the stuff I've written about you has been good. Oh, I don't know. I was sitting two rows behind us. All right, so it was the only thing he was, that time he said something, the only thing? That was what you reacted to. Yeah, I was hearing the whole first half, right? 
Oh, you didn't hear anything? He was definitely hollering. Okay, there we go. Well, you put out something that was just the only thing. But what was the final issue? What was the thing that? It's not the issue. I'm just seeing you seems to be the first one to always put something bad about me. You you asked for the fan to be ejected. That's fine. It's all over. That's Why did you ask for the fan to be ejected? Because he was cursing me the whole first half too. The 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 final straw. Apparently. I don't believe Luca. Tim McMahon was sitting there two rows behind that guy who was on the second row. I just don't believe Luca. I think a lot of the players in general are extremely sensitive. I'm not for a fan of I don't believe him that the guy was cussing at him. I think Tim McMahon would have heard that. I think that Well, Tim I, McMahon did not dispute that he was riding Luca the entire game. Oh, that may have been. Yeah. But the cursing but riding somebody the entire game, I'm sorry. It is I would never do that. I would never let my kids do that. But I also understand that it is one of those things that happens in baseball, basketball, football. As long as you don't cross line, telling him he looks tired, he needs to get on a treadmill. Get your ass. That's not, yeah, get, get your, your ass, ass on, on the treadmill. treadmill. Do you think that crosses the line? I don't yell. At, I wouldn't yell at a player. I, I don't go to as many many games, so I'm not sure what is considered line crossing. I just don't have the personality where if a player is no, playing, I don't either. I'm not going to yell at them because he's on but the opponent. I don't think players should team. be allowed to just kick out. I don't think they should just be allowed. They get rid of fans a lot now. And here's the quote. And I think Luca is just mega soft. Here's, I think he's already. I've dealt with this before, right? You said all this negative stuff about me, like, bro. Like I kept, I kept the weak. I keep Lance's weaknesses. DJ or DJ Metcalf has my or DK Metcalf has my weaknesses in my scouting report, dude. I had him higher. I have him like as the seventh best player in that draft. He was the second pick, the last pick of the second round. People across, I had him higher than anybody, but that's all you, you know, and it sounds like Tim McMahon is, deals with the same thing where Luca, any criticism against Luca, and you're always picking on me and going after me. You, do you think Luca's soft? Yes or no? I think he, I don't know, soft is Braddy, I don't entitled. Know, I don't know if soft is the word I use because he's, he's a killer on the court. Yeah. I, I would say he's whiny. He whines yeah. to the officials. He doesn't, he doesn't like when things don't go his the way. The team has had to talk to him about constantly whining. Yeah. There was an article yesterday that said the team has to always say, Luca, you can't do this with the officials all the time. He gets agitated easily, but soft I always use as a term where a guy uh, okay. backs down. I, but I get your point. He's whiny. He complains. That's part of his on-court Sens- demeanor. He's, okay, he's sensitive. He's, he's sensitive. This is the quote. Luca, you're tired. Get your ass on the treadmill. And apparently that was it. But Luca is pointing to the fact that he had been getting after me the entire first half. Later on, I think yesterday... Sean pointed out to me before, during before the show started that he was on inside the NBA part of the All Star festivities and said uh, he shouldn't have had that guy thrown out. So Luca has said that I shouldn't have had that. I shouldn't have done that. So because a lot of veterans, like a lot of veteran players who used to play the game, were not a big fan of what Luca did. Yeah, I don't like the aspect of a, of the players pointing. And there's the LeBron meme where. It's all it, they show it every time something like this happened. LeBron is guiding a security person over to a, over to the stands to get a guy out. So I don't like it either, but I I get it. Sometimes fans are a holes. But remember, Russ had somebody kicked out for saying Westbrook. Yes, yeah, he, he called him out of his name. People are like they, they called you out of your name. What did he say? Oh, he called he called me Westbrook. He called and me Westbrook. Like, what? That is my grandfather's name, Westbrook. He's being disrespectful <laughs> to my family. He's coming after my family. Well, wait a minute. Everyone was on his He's side. He's coming after your shooting. Everyone was on his side until they found out what the name that was being yeah. used. Like, oh, he called you your name. Fan, what did he say about your kids? Well, he called me Westbrook, which that's my grandfather's name, is Westbrook. So he's coming after my family. 
No, he's saying you can't shoot. Yeah, You're but historically the worst shooter in the NBA. But he's making fun of my name by talking about how I shoot poorly. Oh, you, but you brick. You are Westbrook. Yeah, but my name is Westbrook. He called me out, out of my name. Thank you. But Get you out. Are, you call me trash-ass Lance. You have that in your phone. That's calling me out of my name. Have I ever had you kicked off the show? I don't play, I don't play in the NBA. Yeah, and you, I'm not sensitive it, like I'm, Russell Westbrook. I'm not a fan of yours. Or and I'm not sensitive like the, Russell Westbrook. These are, the, these are the things that are different between the scenario you drew and and this and People what happens in the NBA. Finger, so. I'm not a fan of yours or the show I'm on, so I'm not like an NBA fan. And this and you're not the talent that Westbrook is, so you can't get me kicked off. Yeah, I could. I'm sure you could. I could, but I wouldn't. You know why? Because I'm. You ain't soft. I'm not. So, I'm not. So I don't so call soft. you out of your name. I don't change your name. T A L. No, but I didn't like if he called him trash ass Russ, would he still be upset? Yeah, because Russ is his name. You're calling you're no, calling him out of his name. He didn't change. I guarantee his name. Russell. If you said, "Oh, trash ass Russell Westbrook," you'd be gone. But I didn't. I didn't call him out of his name. It's just trash. I if just you said, added something. If you said trash ass LeBron James, he's pointing. Trash ass Luca, he's pointing. Russell do, Russell Westbrook does that to he did that to Rudy Gobert. If you say he trash ass Dylan Brooks, he's not getting you kicked out. I wouldn't. Well. I, I'm not changing the context of his name. I'm just calling you trash ass in front of your name. I think I it's different. But I think NBA players would get you kicked out for calling them trash ass. Well, Except for Dylan Brooks wouldn't. He wouldn't do that. He would just um, stare at me maniacally? Yeah. Good. That's, how you, that's how you're supposed to do it. Somebody made the point. Kobe, as an NBA player, I think, said, Kobe would have just got 20 and stared the fan down the whole time. Yeah, he would look at him after like, every shot. Luca's like, him, out of here. Yeah. Kobe would have said, sweet, I got something to piss me off. Like it's a middle it's or middle. Jordan too. Is he big enough for you when he dunked on Mel Turpin and he was yelling at the fan courtside? Yeah. Have you ever heard of Robin Ficker? No. Google Robin Ficker. Robin Ficker was a judge in Washington during the Bullets days. Robin Ficker was famous because, or he was either a lawyer or a judge, and Robin Ficker was in Washington. He got a seat right behind the opposing bench. And he would scream at the players the entire game. Now, he never cussed. He never cussed, but he would go after them nonstop, nonstop. And you couldn't get him kicked out. Now, Washington, the fans didn't really, I mean, the organization didn't really like him. So when they moved to a new, they didn't renew his tickets. When they moved to a new venue, they didn't renew his tickets. But Robin Ficker's whole thing was he was known for being the guy that would heckle the team nonstop. Do you have anything? Tell me when you have anything, Sean. I, I right now I just see him doing like interviews and stuff, uh, talking about. I don't have any of his actual heckling. Uh, yeah, quite. I'll yet. see if I can find some because that guy could never make. And I don't know that you want somebody behind the opposing bench nonstop yelling at him. Little bitty rookie Ed Horton couldn't oh. stop that, and he's you know. He's the guy with the like little mouthpiece. There's a picture of him I've seen before sitting or standing up. Michael Jordan's on the bench sitting down, and you can see Robin Ficker with a, a tucked-in Washington Bullets T-shirt yes. and, like, a, a plastic little megaphone thing that he has cupped, and he's just, like, shouting. It's, it's a very funny, funny picture. I guess if you don't have to sit next to it the whole time, it's funny, but the, the players would – the players just dealt with it. You know, they just dealt with it. And I'm not saying if it crosses the line or whatever, but to me, Luca doing that – Man, I think Luca's a phenomenal basketball player. Luca is sensitive, though. On the and other... he probably does need to get on the treadmill if he's tired. <laughs> oh, well, was he tired? Maybe, maybe he was more upset about being accused of being tired. We're not done with the NBA nonsense. Our favorite, or one of your favorites, Pat Beverly, 
was at it again in a different way. Um, he and Wendell Carter had an issue. We're going we're gonna to play the sound from that on the other side. And there's a question of whether Patrick Beverly manufactured a particular soundbite out of nothing, or was it organic? Magic reporters think manufactured. We'll have that on the other side. We got... Or we got five star coming up at nine thirty. Yeah. We might get a Cabo Cup update as well. Remember, you can watch the show on YouTube. You can watch Lance be the villain of the station on YouTube. Yep. Sean Mapes is in the building filling in for me because I'm filling in for John. This is a this is a Friday, Lance. Is it a holiday show? Or are we actually treating it like a real show? Uh, no, we treated real show. This is okay. a real show. This is the show before the AFC and NFC Championship game, which decides who gets to go to our Super Bowl as a country. So this is a big. It's a very patriotic day. Friday is a patriotic uh, football day, and we will. So we're going to treat it as such. We're not just giving up and quitting because it's Friday. That's unique for this show because generally the person sitting in the seat give, gives up at about eight twenty on a Friday, mm-hmm. and the rest of the show is us carrying him to the finish line. Yep. Thankfully, we have real professionals in the building. I'm not going to call it the bench because we don't like that branding here. Only Lance does, but John and Lance with Dell with Sean will be back. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. We're your daddy. You was a toilet baby. Tip just popped down like a little old turd, just right down in a bowl. John plus Lance equals a damn good start to your day and a damn early start to Dell's day. Live in the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's John and Lance. I'll bring you back because Lance is in a wormhole as this chair keeps messing up. Um, Lance was on, you're on X looking at images of something. I'm not going to tell people what it is. That's his own private thing. But before we went to the break, I talked about Patrick Beverly. Patrick Beverly, former Rocket. We all know the deal. Scrappy player, defender, Russ, Russell Westbrook, the guy we talked about earlier. What did he say about Patrick Beverly? He trick, he'd be tricking y'all, making you think he'd do something because people will put 30 up on him, and you guys think he's playing great defense. <laughs> it is kind of true. Yeah, so Patrick Beverly is a podcaster now. As you know, a lot of a lot of NBA players are doing it. He's got a pretty successful one. And there's a question of whether he used a post-game presser to – Get content for his podcast. First, we're going to play the sound from Wendell Carter after a game and Patrick Beverly's response on his podcast. Now, the tweet that's going to be referenced is Patrick Beverly, I guess, tweets after wins and says, belt and this one was belt to ass tour because I guess the Sixers beat the crap out of the Magic. This is Wendell Carter being asked about the tweet and then Patrick Beverly responding to Wendell Carter's response. Hey, let's go to Wendell Carter. Game ended about 30 minutes ago. 25 minutes ago, Pat Bev tweeted belt to ass. Something that pisses you guys off. Do you guys not pay attention to it? I mean, to be quite honest with you, no one's really worried about Patrick. I mean, a five-point game, like, what did you, I don't understand how he affected the game, but that's what he does. You know, he's trying to get us to buy into his, his online antics. He's just doing a lot right now, and... I guess that's the angle he's trying to take now. He's at the, towards the end of his career. So, I mean, kudos to him. I guess he did a good job tonight. Losing mentality. Losing mentality. I think I was the highest plus minus off the bench. I think I led the team in blocks, steals, six dimes. I think young fellas, the game ain't all about points, man. I think you had 25 and lost. You the leading scorer off the bench on your team, but you lost. Would you take the five, six, and four, two blocks and a steal and a dub? 
of the 25 with a loss, Mr. Carter. But I ain't really known him for being in playoff games either. So a person like that should should say something like that because they, you know, they haven't been part of winning, you know, winning in their career. So in his mind, when it thinks, oh, a bunch of points, of points, points, points. In my mind, I think impact in the game, Thank doing you. everything, we win. What's your pro- What's your problem with all this? I don't have a problem. What's with your it? problem? That Patrick Beverly's telling it like it is, and he's a winner. I don't have a problem with content. I don't have a problem at all. The the people who do have a problem with it are the people who cover the Magic on a daily basis. This comes from Magic Radio host Brandon Kravitz, who quote tweeted or quote posted, whatever the terminology is now, the Patrick Beverly sound that we just played. I recognize every voice that asked questions in Magic postgame pressers. I strongly believe this was a Pat Bev plant. So the Magic play-by-play guy doesn't believe that was a real reporter. They said they don't recognize him, right, the reporter? Yes, they don't recognize him. Now, if it was a Philadelphia reporter, they may not recognize him because if he's only there twice or maybe even once a year, depending on how many times they go to travel to Orlando, there's a possibility he would not recognize the voice. But another independent Magic reporter, Dylan Bosch, corroborated Kravitz's theory. It was a plant for sure. I was in the press conference room when that happened, and after the press conference, I went in front of the Sixers locker room to see the players walk out. As I'm waiting to see Pat Bev and the quote-unquote reporter who asked that question greet each other. Then Pat Bev walks out of the locker room. He was wearing black boots. I don't know why he has to give his attire. Black boots, orange, and black jeans. He walks up to the reporter, guy who has with him two girls, and tells him, you got it? The reporter says, yeah. Then signals him to follow him to the team bus, and they leave. Typically, and Dell, you've watched a lot of these shows too. When you watch these documentaries about false claims or murders or cover-ups or whatever, when you give too much detail, that means you're lying. Pat Beverly could be getting light on right you here. You think Dylan Bosch. He was wearing black boots and or- orange and black jeans. Hmm. Why is that part of this I don't, discussion? Yeah, I, don't get, I didn't get that part when I read it the first time. Or you when watched I just enough read it to there. know that's a telltale sign when you give too much detail. Are you? Do you think Mr. Bosch, one of the shows you loved, that you couldn't stop talking about for a while. Do you think he's inserting himself in this story and he doesn't didn't really see all that? I think there's a possibility. I think people come after Pat Beverly for the wrong reason. So you're a Pat Beverly defender. Yeah, he was a rocket. You don't so what? There are other you're Chris Paul defender? Yeah. So every former like, rocket. I like Chris Paul. Every no. former rocket. Not every I'm not a James defender unless Unless it's about how great a score he was and all that. I mean, there's some stuff you just, you should just admit. Um, but what do you do? You, yeah, I actually, you, I actually do you think do it was a plant? Rockets. Do you think it was? A, yeah, you defend all the yeah, rockets. Yeah, of course it was a plant. You be, so you believe Pat Beverly did that to get content? Yeah, I think the other guy needs to be careful by giving too much detail. That's one thing I've learned is if you ever do – look, I'm not telling you guys to do this. But if you ever do something terrible okay. and the police are going to suspect you and they're going to interview you, don't give too much. I just learned this from watching streaming shows on Netflix. Don't give too much detail. That's be, the number one be thing. Concise. That is, be concise. Be concise and don't, but don't give too much detail. And no much how you, no matter how much you try to cry or fake cry, it's a de- delicate balance watching shows. If you don't show enough emotion, they think you're a suspect. If you show too much emotion, they think you're a suspect. It's a delicate balance here. If you don't give an, if you don't give information, that's suspicious. If you give too much detailed information, that's suspicious. There's a sweet spot for getting away from and getting away with it. And I hope that never happens with you guys. I hope you're all caught um, all and you caught. make a mistake. Well, I hope you're caught with the devious things you did, the listeners. So you want our listeners to go to prison? Well, I want them to get caught for doing bad things. I'm not on the side of evil, despite what uh, Paul Gallant and Josh. You Beer mean the rest of the believe. lineup? Yeah, I'm not on the side of evil, but I am telling you. 
completely dispassionate and from an outside observer, there are certain things that are going to get you caught, suspected. Here's, a, those are two here's an them. underrated aspect of Pat Beverly's talking to Wendell Carter about not understanding winning. What has Patrick Beverly ever won? Um, he considers winning more than what the Magic have done. Understood. But He's done more than them. But has he ever been to a conference final even? Uh, uh, with the Rockets. With- 2015. How about that, Dell? They also won the play-in game they, for the oh, Minnesota yeah. they lost, with you the mean they, they lost in five to, yeah. the, to the Warriors? In the conference title game. Okay. You asked yeah. if they've been to he the conference was there. finals. Very early in his career. How far did he get as when a he pushed bit, Chris Paul down? Has a, they got eliminated. They got eliminated. Yeah, yeah that wasn't yeah. good. I, was that, that conference finals or semifinals? That was after they got eliminated in the second, second round. round. So, sure, Wendell Carter hasn't done a lot of winning, but it's not like Patrick Beverly is stacking up. Wendell Carter wishes he took the Minnesota. He single-handedly took the Minnesota Timberwolves out of the play-in tournament. You think that and lost in five in the first? You game. think that was a Patrick Beverly joint? He was the reason that happened. Not- I, I I've only seen the GIF, and he looks very involved in the GIF. He's yes. crying afterwards. I remember. We've all seen it. But if I'm Wendell Carter, it's like I'll take my twenty-five. If winning for you consists of being a bit yeah. player on a team who's made. You made one conference final in your entire career. My contract's coming up. I need yeah. to score 25. Yeah. You're, thir- <laughs> you're 35. I'm in my mid-20s. I got to score 25. What are we talking about here? Yeah, I win. I'm winning. Yeah, but he gaslights you into believing you're not winning. I don't care what Patrick Bradley says about winning. Little Carter was right. He's at the end of his career. Patrick Bradley's forming a, a media brand himself. I get why you would do it, but I'm not going to take it from you because you're you led in stocks. His big comeback was, did you lead the team in stocks, steals, and blocks? I'm like, all right, we're done How about here. this? Six dimes, two steals. <laughs> and I'm like, ooh, ooh cool, ooh, Pat. Sorry, I'm glad, sorry you play with Joel Embiid. This is, like, this with, is literally you, a you, generation where you, his, his assists have got to have been a pick and roll. He dumps it off to Joel Embiid 17 feet away from the rim, and Joel Embiid makes a jumper, and that's your assist. Yeah. Stop it. Cut it out. Sorry, Pat. You live in a generation now where 40 and 18 – and 14 is not a big deal anymore. Like, guys put up incredible numbers. Man, I led, the, I led the team in stocks. Oh, that's, that's a terrible comeback. Yeah, that's not, a, that's not a great. You know who loves those comebacks? Like, Jeff Van Gundy. That was, a, that was a sick burn right there, Pat. Like, Jeff Van Gundy would love that. And also, charges taken. Well, you know who didn't. wouldn't care? Wendell Carter. No. Because Sean is right. Wendell Carter's coming up on a deal. Yeah, he he doesn't need to lead the team in plus minus off the bench and deflections. <laughs> he need, he needs to put the ball in the basket. Yeah, he's got a long career ahead of Max. Pat is a plus minus guy. Yeah, one of, oh, glue uh-huh. guy. If you're a glue guy and an irritant, that's fine. That's what you have to keep doing. Yeah, Wendell Carter will be 26 when his contract comes up in a couple seasons. Stocks ain't getting it done for him. No. Lead the team in stocks ain't getting it done. All right, let's uh let's get to break real quick, and when we come back, we're gonna hit on the AFC and NFC championship games. We're going to give you winners. I'm going to throw out some uh, uh, some prop bets for you as well for you to look at, and you can take a look and see if that's something that interests you. It's 829. You guys want to jump in and talk about it? We'll get you on in advance, 713-780-3776. ESPN 97.5.com. Iocane powder. Never go in against the Sicilian when death is on the line. <laughs> The 
recipe is simple. Take one part John because you know what you're going to get. And add like 50 parts Lance because you never know what you're going to get. Spike the spice with some Del Olaleya and damn, it tastes like the Veritex Community Bank Studios. All right, 8.34, and uh, we are going to bring you into the show if you if you like, if that's what you're interested in. 713-780-3776. Um, rumor has it that John may have gone hard in the paint yesterday. Let's try to see if we can get him on right now. Cabo Cup update. While we're doing that, John's in Cabo, for those who don't know, in a huge golf match where they're staying in a castle somewhere, and he's just with a lot of his friends in a castle pretending like this is a huge golf match and drinking. Okay. If like if you do you care about okay, so if the Lions we're gonna have we're gonna have five star on later. If I told you you could have the Lions plus seven and a half points, is that something that would interest you? Would you take it? Are the Lions ready to go on the road and, and play win, within and, a touchdown? And play within a touchdown. I think so. I think they can. I, I, I like so. their offense. I think they can run the ball in San Francisco. And their play action, I think, will help. Now, Fred Warner and those linebackers do a great job of eating some of that stuff away in the middle. But if Laporta can play it and be effective, yeah, I think they can play within seven. Okay, so I'll make it seven. It's the same thing. Um, over under 52. Seems a little robust going up against San Francisco's defense. Oh, hold on. Before we do that, we've got to get to this co- a very important Cabo Cup update. Brought to you by, I assume Coors Light is all I can assume. I assume that's what it's brought to you by. John, There's the streets are talking. The streets are saying that you went hard in the paint yesterday. Uh, I don't know how you did from a golf standpoint, uh, but the streets have been talking a lot about John Granado and, and, and you know him getting after it in Cabo. Is this accurate? Yes, it's accurate. What do you think? I mean, that's a ridiculous question. I think the streets are right. Details. Of course, I went hard in the paint. And I also won my match. Martin and I, we picked up three valuable points for Team Trauber. Uh We beat uh, the captain of the other team. And uh, Justin, Black Horse, Limo Justin, destroyed them. And here we are with three huge, huge points for Team Trauber. Listen, you guys, you guys having this insight into the Cabo Cup, on this radio station, having someone inside, you bring in this kind of insight to what's happening. A big, big up to, to your radio station for this. Okay, yeah. there's no way that the Pendergast and Payne have this. There's no way unless you're going on. No, it would, would it be one of their radio kind of dying wishes? Would it be Seth Payne? inside information? Would it be Seth? It all, all, all Cabo come all the time. Well, well, maybe for ten minutes. I don't know if we want it all the time. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe not all the time. So let me ask you a question. So you won, so you had to party. But if you had lost, would you have still partied? Yes, <laughs> that's, what, uh, that's what we all. I figured. didn't think it was dependent upon the three points. No, John's win or lose, win or lose, it's a party. John's like yeah. Harden. You, John would have been at that white party too after they lost. Yeah. It, would, it wouldn't have mattered. Yes, oh, we've called him John Harden before. I know. Immediately after, I'd have been at that party. Yeah. Oh, you think I'm worth? For who? For what? I'm going to sit around and not party for you and for my loss? No. Thank you. And today, we okay, so an update here. Team Trauma down one point. 
the captain, Captain Trauber picked up two points. We picked up three points, Martin and I. So we got five, but they, uh, they swept two of the other two matches. Who choked so on your team? This is, who choked on your team? Oh, it wasn't choke. You know what? Sometimes the other guys play well, right? That's all there is to it. Listen, we're a team. We're a team. We're not going to point fingers, all right? That's not what we do here. What we do is we say, hey, this is uh, that's all All he does is point fingers. No. (laughs) No. We don't point fingers on this team. What we do is we all lose and have to pay that big big bill for the meal. Let's see how many fingers start getting pointed then. (laughs) Well, last night was a pretty good one. We had the sushi. It was a uh, sixteen of us in a sushi restaurant. It was it was strong. It was with all the margaritas flying. Yeah, it was a strong, strong night. I can tell you that. Yeah, sushi at, at night. Sushi lunch is reasonable. Sushi dinner, get ready. Not so much. Get ready. Not so much. The same yeah, fish yeah, is a whole lot more expensive. Yeah, we're getting ready right now for round two. What are you doing today? And I'm sure all the city. I, I you know I get shamed at the afternoon shows. Well, I noticed. I noticed that uh, who are the villains in the afternoon that you guys are, 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 uh, have on your station? I well, forget. Here, guys, I want to play, play this for you. And Sean, play the intro, at least the beginning part that Frank put together. Apparently, the afternoon shows were saying some things about me. I don't think these things are fair, but I want you to hear this and see what you think about this. Frank made a part of the intro. Okay. Lance Zerline told him both Paul and Mike and Josh were the ones who left the trash in the studio. When we all know that Lance is the biggest slob at the effing station. Lance called Joel the villain of this station. True villains of this station? It's Lance, who we all once heard say he loved gaslighting everybody at the station. Paul called Lance the little finger of 97.5. It is flattering. You feeling such dread. Prospect of me. Do you think those are fair comments? From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's Jonathan. I'm on board with all of that. You you are? What do you think he would say? <laughs> there's a there's a produ- produce audio of people ripping you. You think he would disagree with it? Yeah. You don't know I mean, him at honestly. all? Is Lance not the worst person at the station, though? Oh, that's confirmed. No, I mean, biggest slob, yeah. I'll, I mean, that's fine. Yeah. Then, Have then, you seen my office? But then you blame someone else for it. Yeah, that's that's part of the game. That's what, the, that's what the game? fun thing. What game? I just say, wasn't me. He knew it was me. Chaos but I just is a said ladder. It wasn't me. Is that the game? Chaos. Yeah. And then for them to say, yeah. I like gaslighting people. I like tricking people, not gaslighting Same. people. It's different. I love to trick I, people. Well, in your case, I think you do both. If you want to know the truth, I think you're bad. Yeah, let's not limit you. I think they're dead on. Let's not limit your tricking and gaslighting. You I'm both. not a villain. I've never been looked at as a villain. You yesterday, John, caught the villain role. How did I? No. You know why? Because you were scared of Joel after you called him the biggest villain. Even though I tried to pull out of that, like, oh, I'm going to get a text from Joel. I still got a text from Joel. So you're, you, being, you being soft and scared didn't even help you. Well, I just said, oh, I don't want to get the text about the villain thing. And you got it's it John. anyway. John's the villain. Nah. Joel's John's henchman. Then we tried to really take it to... Bill O'Brien and what his role in a movie would be, which was good, and then, you know it still it still didn't cover. If up we're that. actually doing this, John, if you're going to make John the villain, John would just look to his left and give Joel a look, and Joel would just grunt and then do what John wants him to do. Like 
He would be the one who goes and kills someone for John. John's not getting his hands dirty. <laughs> no. Wait. How did you guys get Joel? And I have, I'm not even. I mean, you guys are the ones that are throwing recklessly throwing Joel's name around. If we're going, you to, know it's if coming back at you. He, didn't, he, can okay? text, he can text me all he wants. I'll just put on "Do Not Disturb." Doesn't bother me. Um, if we're going to do this, play this game where one of you is the villain. John's the John's the mastermind, and, yeah. and Joel's his carries out the orders. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> In real life, that would and happen. Lance, and Lance's little finger no. trying to you know disrupt chaos. Chaos is the ladder. You're I'm right. more of Varys, who I just like. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll see which way the so wind you, is blowing. So you've been chopped off. Uh, no. Well, you just called yourself Varys. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I don't want to go yeah. that far with the Varys Well, don't thing. make the comparison. Okay. I'm more like yeah. Hannah. I'm more like Hannah McNair. I'm making things happen behind the scenes, but not in a bad way, in a good way. So you're not worm tongue. You're something else altogether. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. So I'm not, you're, like, you're like Gandalf? He made stuff happen no, behind I'm the scenes? No, I'm not doing that show. No one likes that show. He, John doing, loves that show. I know, but I'm only doing movie. Everybody loves shows. that. He loves Lord, he yeah. loves Lord of the Rings. He's, he's worm tongue. Oh, he is. You know who I am? It's easy. I'm Jon Snow. What? I'm Jon Snow. You're not a what? hero. How are yeah. you a hero? I'm Jon Snow. You're, are you a bastard, too? No, I'm not a bastard, but I am Jon Snow, and I've been you're thinking not about a, this. You're not Jon Snow. You've done nothing heroic. Ever. Ever. Uh, exactly. I, he can't name it. You're not Jon Snow. A lot of stuff. Oh, raise money for uh, Katrina back in, back in uh, <laughs> 15, uh, 05. Sure. Um, yeah. Did a yeah sure you did. did a toy drive a blue Santa toy drive one time radio wise we were broadcasting from there I broadcast a trailer wheel and frame before broadcast at Kobo's Is that heroic Thanksgiving Kobo's before the uh, before the Astros big parade I was there sure I you're struggling I have done you're things I have done things for good luck for this day I played disc golf so that we could win a, a World Series. I played throughout the the fall throughout the playoffs in in twenty twenty two. Do I have to stay for this? No, it's nonsense. I, do I have oh. to stay for it? Can I go? Yeah. No, you can't leave. Well, I can't. I just You're leave Sam, right no, now. No, what he is, he's Samuel Tarley. That's who you are. If we're going to give you a game of Thrones, see that guy that was reading books or whatever. <laughs> yes, you and he accidentally it. beat a White Walker, and he actually found the answer to being the White Walkers. You are Samuel, if you're anyone. You you nah, stumble into things. I'm Jon Snow. You're not Jon Snow. Oh an, no, you are, are Ramsey sh- Bolton. You're an evil little conniving little bleeper. I'm not. Are you are still going to have a show on this air? Not, if, not if he keeps going the way he's going. No. We were no, trying to talk no, about the Lions, and this is what Dell brings up. I didn't. I didn't want him on the show. You wanted him on the show. Well, the people want to I find never, out what's going on. With Cabo I never Cup. want him on the show. I think it's been pretty it's clear. Cup update. Thanks, John. You used me to for your own gain, your ratings to get ratings. Good, right. Good I'm luck. Gone. Somebody said that I sound like I'm the guys. Cowboys living off of stuff that happened 20 years ago. They've got a point. I I've done a lot of good things since that Katrina stuff, and a lot of it's uh, you know giving homeless people cash, things like that. How about them? Lottery tickets. Can you say how about them Cowboys? Can we see how it sounds? Nope. Okay. Never going to let you get that. <laughs> okay. Dude. Never. I've already done the glory hole thing. I'm not letting you have another one on me. Well, John, right, John I, don't know, I don't know what this was. I'm not sure. Lance just wanted to talk to you, I guess, because he misses you. I'm not sure what no. this was. No, people wanted to know yeah. about the thing. We found out what's going on. John got his three points. John won his match. 
Shout out to John. Okay, Brought to you by Coors Light. Three yesterday. Good luck. Right, I got to go. Coffee time, and we got a big match today. Okay? Yeah. I'm playing with Captain Trobert today, so it's big. Okay. doesn't get any bigger. The pressure's on. Okay, the pressure is on today. On. You guys don't know nothing about it. Okay. You're talking about villains. It's, I don't know what you're doing. Go have okay. a drink. Go, Go have a Coke Zero. Uh, <laughs> I'm uh, no one start drinking it's, now, but whatever. Coors Light now time already. 38, 30 in the morning. It's Coors Light time. All right. 846. Get out of here, John. Here on, uh, here on the bench. 713-780-3776. 713-780-3776. I can tell you... Uh, I'll try to bring it back into more sportsy type stuff. That would be appreciated. We'll come back. Yeah, I think that's. You want to talk championship preview? I do want to get to championship preview. Yeah, I do want to get to that, and then I also there's a, a couple of other things I want to get to uh, in the sports world as well, including the awards don't happen until February eighth, but we're starting to see award votes already from different entities in the NFL. D'Amico Ryan's won an award. There's a there's a chance the Texans could sweep. Good sweep. We'll talk about it when we come back. 847 here on the show. Talked to John Daspit a little bit yesterday just through text. And uh, he's been very, very busy. When his phone's on green, I know he's busy. When the phone's on blue, he's available. He had listened uh, to the show for a while. He had big compliments for my uh, Australian voice and accent, which I don't blame him. It was outstanding. And uh, it's one of the other things I've done heroically. And so... Uh, he understands that. He recognizes that. John is 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 part of a, a team along with Selvin Young. They do things in the community like, you know, give out bikes to churches. So by proxy, I'm kind of involved with giving out bikes to churches and things like that. So we're doing a lot of great things in the community, me and John Das, but mostly John and Selvin Young. But that's one of the things he does is he helps in the community. He helps with your personal injury and uh, personal injury cases, that's something that's even bigger to you because when you're hurt, when you're hurt badly at work, out on the roadways, wherever it may be, you may be minding your own business, you get injured, and that injury, and I'm not talking about, talking about just falling down. I'm talking about you get hurt to where you have hospital bills and maybe you end up missing time for work or you're going to have to have physical therapy because of the injury to your shoulder, your back, your leg, whatever the case may be. John Daspin's there to fight for you to make sure that all those bills are going to be paid for. It wasn't your fault you got hurt, so it needs to be paid for by the other side's insurance. And from there, he's also going to make sure that you get your pain and suffering because that was something else you didn't ask for, the pain and the suffering that you have now and may have for a long time. Sometimes very, very bad injuries occur. Sometimes loss of life occurs, and you want someone on your side to look out for you in your time of need. And that's going to be John Daspit. He's the best in Houston, the biggest firm in Houston, and he's waiting to talk to you. 713-CALL-NOW. That's 713-CALL-NOW or go to DaspitLaw.com. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Pirate Radio with a license. No woman ever slept with me and lived. three guys know this is the best part of your day listening to their show that is conversely it's not really their strong suit you know actually listening to one another live in the veritex community bank studios it's john lance and dell all right um deon sanders said we don't have issues uh that we that we pray we can overcome don't we all have issues we pray we can overcome handle and attack them head on Let's not allow these shortcomings to eliminate a tremendous opportunity or a moment that could change your life. 
if we're totally honest, the majority of us have issues, uh, have our issues, Coach Prime. Well, he said that because Deion Sanders there at Colorado started off with a bang, but things have gone downhill since the 42-6 loss to Oregon on September 23rd. Things got worse for the university when Colorado self-reported 11 minor football violations to the NCAA, um, which claims none of the violations are serious and all seem to be inadvertent violations of an NCAA rulebook. I don't care. That's fine. You started, if they're not major deals, I don't care. You started a segment with a story you don't care about? Well, I'm just saying, the self-reported thing, the fact that this is something that takes a tweet from Dion and then oh, okay. and then was a one of the lead stories that they self-reported violations – and maybe they're being. Maybe they think that other people will come after them more because of Dion, so they want to get out in front of it. Maybe that's it. I get. I, I got gotcha. you. But why even that being a a lead story? That's why I'm not giving it much time. There's there's an issue, but there's not really an issue. No. I think it's. I think it'll, it's kind of minor. It'll be minor violations at a minimum. I right, so a maximum. I mean, as I was talking about before we went to Cabo Cup, <laughs> do you um. Do you see the Lions having a legit? You said you think they can stay. I think they inside can score of seven. Points. Can they win? But can they win this game? I don't think. I, they I don't can. think their defense is good enough to give the Brock Purdy the same issues. Although the Packers defense wasn't good, they fired Joe Barry after the game. Well, not immediately after, but they fired him this week. So it's not like the Packers defense is was something that people were applauding leading into the game. I just don't. I think the Lions have too many issues defensively to make it difficult on Brock Purdy. Now, if it's – I don't know what the weather will look like. We know he had – he had there are questions about how he would throw the football, the glove, not the glove. If that becomes a part of the equation, they have a better shot. But I do think they'll be able to score points. Yeah, I – I think that play – I think they'll – I think they'll be able to score some points. Well, the Packers – Then the offensive line is pretty good for, yeah, for Detroit. Think, I think so they'll they, be able to run the ball. We know the Packers – Scored, what, six points on their first three red zone possessions? Yeah, that's true. They had a real chance to get up big on the 49ers and let it get away. Now, that was game one after a bye. We saw the, we saw the Ravens start slow against the, against yeah, the Texans and turn it better on, offense? too. Who do you think is the better offense? I think Detroit's the better offense. I think. And Jameer Gibbs, this is why they drafted Jameer Gibbs. For games like this, to be a matchup problem. To be somebody who gets you over the top where you say, okay, we're going to find ways to get him the ball. Debo Samuels is that kind of player. He's not a running back, but he's that kind of matchup guy. Have, I think in some ways Tank Dell, he's not out of the backfield matchup guy, but Tank Dell is a matchup I think the Lions have guy. two um, because of the, I'm on Ross St. Brown or no? no? not him. But oh, be, Jameson? Laporta. Because oh. of the, you know, yeah. the influence of wide receivers and how important they are, tight, great tight ends I think mean a lot. And if you have a guy like Laporta who, who can influence the passing game and you also have a back who can do it as well, I think they have two spots where it's very hard to defend now. The 49ers have really good linebackers in Greenlaw and um, and Warner. So it'll be interesting how they attack two guys that normally normally you get to take advantage of linebackers when you have guys like Laporta and Gibbs. Because we saw Gibbs one-on-one with, with a Packers linebacker, and he dusted him in, in that you're, game. You're not going to cover Gibbs with a linebacker. Yeah, Fred Warner. Like, not the, successful. He's one of the best linebackers in the game. It'll it'll be a task if he somehow gets isolated on Gibbs. I don't I don't think he's going to be able to cover him. And maybe Laporte is the same way. So that matchup, if the Lions can find answers there and exploit that, and then obviously you have Amon Ross St. Brown. So uh, they're, I, think, I like their offense. How healthy will Debo be? He's practicing in a, on a limited basis. Will he be able to make it through a, a game? That that's up for debate too. And if he doesn't play or doesn't or is or they have him on a snap count 
a pitch count, excuse me, for a snaps, I think that tilts it more to the Lions' favor. I think Jamison Williams is the real key here. And I know Jameer Gibbs the key, and I just said that, but Jamison Williams has a, an opportunity to hit explosive plays. When you want to try to beat a team on the road that has a quality offense and a, and a tough defense, you gotta, I mean, you got to take the home crowd out of it and I think one of the and, and create some concern from the other side that has to play from behind, although they played from behind last week. But I think hitting the big play down the field early on with Jamison Williams would be a huge, huge win for Detroit. Uh, and I think he needs to have more than just a catch. I mean, I think he needs to be a factor. But, man, when you start to add it up, Laporta, Jamison Williams, Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, the running of David Montgomery, Jameer Gibbs in the backfield, out of the backfield, yeah, they do have – and I mean, they you have. The you you think a fighting too. chance? I just, I don't know that Garrett, Jared Goff is ready to, to win a road win game. This kind of game. Well, I he's won don't. this kind of game in the past, but they were at. Well, he it it, it was one of the worst non pass interference calls on, that we've ever seen. It changed the rule for uh, a year, but he has. Yeah. he did win a playoff game. Oh wait, that in, was his in, win against the he Saints. He did win yeah. an NFC title game on the road before. He has a chance to do it again with, with the Lions. I think they have a real shot because I believe they'll be able to move the football. And the I think Brock the Brock Purdy questions remain until he proves otherwise. He didn't get to play. He barely played in the, in the NFC title game last year because he got hurt. And the Debo thing, I think, evens it up. If Debo can't go or he can't go to full effectiveness, we know what that offense looks like when he's not available. Mm-hmm. So, so the Lions have quite a bit in their favor. But can that team win three games and one of them being on the road in San Francisco? Yeah, if if Jared, if Jared Goff didn't have the scars of the last three years, I might even pick the Lions. But you put that thought in my head about Jared Goff, and I'm like, eh, can he win a game? Well, that's just it. That's why people look at Jared Goff in a negative way. There's something about Jared Goff that we don't believe in, period. And it's not fair to Jared Goff. But I think that winning a game like this obviously changed that narrative for you. But that Super Bowl was a real killer for him. I mean, that yeah. was such an atrocious Super Bowl. It'll never be one as bad as Patriots versus Rams. But, man, um, it's hard to get past that. And then, you know, coming out after that and having a bad year the next year and then not really being all that impressive, just okay with the Lions. This is a year where he's had a really good year, but you got to do something here. Like, you got to show yourself to be a guy that you can win at a high level with. And I, until he does that, this I'm just not going to be a believer. Getting to I a, might take the points, but winning a game, uh, I don't know. So you don't think he's been vindicated yet? Getting to an NFC title. Yeah, I think he's been vindicated, but do I think he can get to a Super Bowl? He's been to a Super Bowl. Well, no, do I think he can get to a Super Bowl with this team against this team as a seven-point dog? I would have to look. Yeah, it's different scenarios, but I imagine they weren't favored going against New Orleans and they won. But, yeah, it's different scenarios. A 49ers team who looked really dominant until they saw the Ravens and then questions came came up about them. And I think the last game against the Packers showed me their vulnerability. If you're a 49er fan, as I mentioned, you're just pointing to, hey, we're off. We hadn't played a we hadn't played a game that mattered in a couple weeks, and we saw the Ravens respond after a bad half. The 49ers didn't really do that. They 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 had to they had to thank Jordan Love for his awful interceptions and Anders Carson for his missed field goal. I think they're vulnerable, I, and I think that offensive line from for the Lions will keep golf clean, which is important, and I think they'll be able to run the ball. All that being said. I can't imagine the 49ers losing a home title game. I can't. No, I can't either. And that's my that's my problem. We'll find out what Five Star thinks about it at the bottom of the hour. We're going to talk about NFC and AFC championship games. You guys are welcome in. Also, um, around these parts, the phrase 12th man is looked upon fairly favorably 
but it's not looked on as favorably in other parts of the country. We will talk about that when we come back. We got some sound for you. 901 right here on the bench on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Hey, what happened? I got a real red wagon. I can't do my work. <laughs> 